Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Gossip Chronicles. I am your host, Jen, and I am being co-hosted by this wonderful, lovely lady. This is Elizabeth. Say hello, Elizabeth. Hi, everybody. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I am so, so excited right now. Like my heart is pounding right now as we're speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just like I a brief, brief, brief little background. So um, me and Elizabeth, we actually have known each other for quite some time now. Uh, we met actually during work. We used to work 12. together. Yeah. Yeah. Like a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's scary to say that. Like literally it was a decade ago. But yeah, so we met each other when we lived in Arizona. And I'm actually doing this new series of women that inspire me. And I reached out to her and I said, hello, I would love to have you on my podcast. And she gave me the green light. So this is where we are. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear her story. Um, But of course, per usual, we have to start off with our cheese may of the week. Um, And I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go first on this one, because I kind of feel like I just it's recent. It just happened. Um, so of course this year for Thanksgiving, which is like 10 days away and I'm not ready, but I'm hosting Thanksgiving at my house. Yeah. You just got shocked. Oh God. Oh, you're right. It's 10 days away. What happened in November? (laughs) I know it's gone before we know it, but I'm actually hosting this year and, um, I had to like go out and, um, like I needed platters and stuff. So, Mm I literally went to like six different stores and the cheese part of it is, is I literally cannot stand how every single store in America jumps from Halloween to Christmas. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. It is so frustrating <laughs> for me because I was like, can I get like cute little napkins, cute little decor and everything is like either 50% off Halloween crap mm-hmm. or like all of the stuff for Christmas. And I'm like, I can't blend the the two together to make it look cool. So I had to go to like six different stores and um, finally found what I was looking for. But it's like, I feel like Thanksgiving is the stepchild of the holidays. And I feel so bad because I love Thanksgiving. I love the food. I love, I know I live for Thanksgiving food. Yes, absolutely. hundred percent. Are you like a 5k on Thanksgiving morning kind of person? Or like, I'm going to watch Macy's and drink a mimosa. Yeah, that's definitely me. I am Macy's, of course, right as soon as I get up. I have to like start with like my coffee. Like it's very traditional for me. And I don't know why, because I would love to get on the whole 5k trend. That is, there's like a whole group of people who do that. And I sit on my couch and I watch them and I'm like, I envy you for that. Oh, I did but, it for a while. No, did it's you? not. It's not. Yeah. I thought, you know, oh, like, oh, I'll feel so like invigorated because it's freezing cold. I'm in Illinois now. Right. Um, yes. So our Thanksgivings are like 30 degrees, maybe. And so you're like bundled up and mm-hmm. running while it's very cold outside and you are trying to stay warm and then getting too hot. Yeah. It's miserable because then you I like, could do that. Ugh sweating with it's so like many the, layers on gross yeah like cold hot sweats because like you're cold but you're hot but then you can't mm-hmm. like I heard that it's actually harder to do um marathons and whatnot in climates where it's a lot colder because the air is thinner and so like it's harder to breathe but I don't know how true that is I, I think I just heard that somewhere but uh, running in general I did it for a long time and I am I'm glad that that's behind me now but Yes, right. I hear yeah. you on the Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. Again, not so much the holiday itself. It's we should probably look into that. 
the food is fantastic. Yeah. So I like it very much. But the decor is confusing because you're gonna put Hall you're gonna put Halloween away. Mm-hmm. But what like I usually will just take away the spooky things, like the spiders yes. and like anything that's like boo or ghost or whatever. And then yeah. the house just like looks kind of weird for a month. I know. <laughs> and then Christmas can go up. But I mean, I'm not gonna yuck anybody's yum if they're gonna put Christmas up as early as they want, go for it. I know. I have a friend who was like, uh, I asked him, I said, what are you doing over the weekend? And he said, oh, I'm going to prepare my house for Thanksgiving. And I was like, oh, fun. But why would you need to prepare for Thanksgiving? And he was like, oh, I put up all my Christmas stuff. And I was oh. like, wait, what? And I'm like, see, I can't do that. I can't do that because I feel like Santa Claus is staring at me while I'm eating my Thanksgiving feast. Like, it's just weird to me. I'm like, <laughs> Santa, stop judging me. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're right, though. That stuff, yeah. and I saw Christmas stuff, I think, even, like, the week of Halloween going up at, it was Walmart. Insane. Mm -hmm. So, everybody's always ready for the next thing. Yes. Okay. It's like, slow down. Let's enjoy time. Yeah. I am definitely trying more in the present, for sure. Okay. My achievement. Yeah. I, for the first <laughs> time, I think, ever experienced an actual like road weight road rage interaction yeah. and um <gasps> okay it, one that like didn't even make any sense like I have no idea why this person was so upset and they they were so angry that they did like everything in the book like break checked me because they oh, were in yes. um and like zoomed through a light to like try to lose me it was so weird and I was like I don't I feel like I'm in a movie why is this happening right. it was so weird it was such a weird experience anyway so <laughs> the worst part of it though where I was like this could have actually gone like poorly like movie poorly mm -hmm. the lanes were merging and like I had the right of way and and she didn't I don't, she like didn't actually merge at all. Right. So I had to like slam on my brakes because it's ending and she just right. went around me and then flipped me off, of course. And I was like, of I, course. It, was, it was so frustrating and that's never happened to me actually. So that was not fun wow. and it was really annoying and I don't know See, why she was so upset. Yeah. See, living in California, that's on an everyday occurrence. That's just like, nah, whatever. Right. But it's, it is scary, especially when you, you don't really realize what you're doing wrong. And it's almost like you want to pull over with the person and be like, can you tell me what happened? Cause I'm <laughs> like, kind of what? confused. Where did this come from? I don't understand. Like suddenly I realized yes, you were mad at me. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And what's crazy about it too, is like people take it so personally as well. And you're like, it's not that personal. It's really not. But it's not yeah, personal. At I, all. I, don't I feel you. like it's very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I always just wave at them, like, sorry, I didn't mean mm -hmm. to. I'm a human driving a car. Don't know what to tell you. Yeah. We all live on a floating yeah. rock. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> kind of crazy when you put it into perspective like that, huh? We're just floating around. Just sure. Chilling. Makes life. <laughs> really easy actually i'm sure we'll get into that because that philosophy is it changes 
life, like the perspective of we're literally all just trying to figure this out and doing our best. And we have figured out that there's lots of ways to live and lots of ways to change and be and evolve and grow and be different. And that's because we live on a floating rock in the middle of nowhere. Yes, exactly. And I think that like, is just a perfect seg, like get to like where we are in your story. And I, I said it when we started that I think your story is absolutely beautiful because like, obviously we had hung out and all that stuff when we lived in Arizona and we were like on this like track of where we were in that particular points of our life. And we're both not even at the same points anymore. So, um, I just think following you throughout the years and through Instagram, it's, it's amazing to see like where we both started, where I am, but like where you are, you took a huge, huge transition in your life. And I think it's beautiful. So, um, yeah, I just wanted, of course, of course. So I wanted to, again, this is because like, I wanted to get a little deeper in my podcast and obviously like show that it is okay to live so many different lifestyles and whatnot. And so again, starting off with your story, you moved from Illinois to Arizona. And Mm -hmm. um, so I, you know, I don't even really know if I know this, but did you go there for work? Or did you go there for (laughs) something else? Because I know we met when when we started working at the company. But I don't really remember, you know, again, over a decade ago, I don't really remember if you had got the job and then came um, or, you know, what the situation is. So like, just lead us into, to yeah. you. All right. Perfect. I will. Um, and honestly, I don't even know that you n- know the whole story, even being like e- as close as we were in this time, there was, this was a lot of transition for me. Um, mm-hmm. so we, um, Let's see, what year would we be in? Let's say we're in 2011. So Mm -hmm. um, in 2011, I finished uh, my associate's degree at a local community college. And I was a nanny. And the family that I was nannying for was moving away. So I found myself with like no ties really to Mm -hmm. my hometown. And a place that I definitely never really felt like I fit in exactly mm-hmm. um and so i thought why not move to a major metropolitan area that i've only been to once for 5 days and i visited right. my friend in the asu dorms right so you know a really good like 21 year old decision but obviously it it all worked out for the best so i was with my high school boyfriend Mm-hmm. And I remember that. Um, yes. Yeah, so I was with my high school boyfriend who already had the job um, at State Farm here because I live where the corporate mm-hmm. headquarters is. So he had already been working for State Farm right. here. And I said, well, my best friend is out there going to ASU. Um, let's try to go. And he found a, right. whatever job it is that we all got because I followed Mm-hmm. Um, we were CSAs. That's right. Um, yes. we got to do <laughs> that job together. Um, he got that, he got like the job and then I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I guess we're really going. 
Um, I worked part-time seasonally at Target until Mm -hmm. I also left for Arizona. And I was actually going to just work at another Target out there. They had offered me a full-time job and I was like, well, I'm moving to Arizona. And they said, okay, well, we'll just transfer you then to a store in Arizona. In the meantime, um, I had been encouraged to get the same job at State Farm. My parents have worked for State Farm. They actually, Mm -hmm. my mom and my stepdad just retired this year after like 35 and 38 years or something like that. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. So yeah, um, I was already on my way to Arizona when State Farm called me and offered me the job. So it kind of worked out. I was like, oh, great, because I'm on my way anyway. So yeah, that's how I ended up. (laughs) I'm coming. job. Yep. That's how I ended up there. Um, either way, I was just in a position where I was like, nothing's holding me here. And I definitely don't want to stay here forever. So I got Mm -hmm. up and went and I love thinking about that part of me, like being, this sounds, oh, I hate this being young and 21 (laughs) and like not afraid and like, we're just like doing whatever we want all the time and we'll figure Mm -hmm. it out later. I definitely still have yep. some of that, but as a result of how the 10 years between that and now went for sure. Right. But I think that's it's amazing because that, that's that same mentality is what took me to Arizona as well. And, I, and what's crazy is that I had never even visited Arizona before I went there. <laughs> I just like, like you're kind of the same story as you. I mine's even crazier. I don't even know why I want to tell mine, <laughs> but mine was. I literally, I met somebody and like, they had gone to college in Arizona and was like, oh, I'm thinking about going back to Arizona. I didn't even really know this person that long. And he was like, do you want to come? And I was like, I have nothing here. So literally packed up my whole life and went to Arizona before ever visiting it. I had no idea what Arizona had to offer besides that it was hot. So I'm with you on the whole, like you just packed up your life and left. (laughs) It's weird because... Arizona should have happened because it was like a huge growing experience for me. I was like in this weird phase of my life, but, um, yeah, like, yeah, (laughs) it's crazy how like these, like these experiences, they like, they were meant to happen for a specific reason, you know, and it sucks because in the moment we we were a little bit clustered in the mind, (laughs) but yeah. Look at, look at us now. (laughs) I know. I love it. And I like, I love feeling like I'm on the other side of things now, you know, like spending my whole life wondering like, is this really going to be, do I really have to do this forever? Like the playing by Mm -hmm. all the same rules and doing all of that. And even though I really never did play by the same rules, which was difficult, but I, the energy spent in right. trying was like, I, I'm trying to do it. I'm doing the thing. I, you know, did it all right. And right. Wasn't for me, but I tried. I yeah. really gave it like an A plus effort <laughs> college try. Well, and that's the thing. So you and your first boyfriend from high school, how long were you guys together? Six years. So that okay. the end of then, Arizona was the end of, or not the end of Arizona. 
the end of my first year in Arizona. It was actually November. It was around this time. Uh, We broke up and that was, yeah, six years. Wow. And then, so then you obviously met your husband, which you guys dated for a while and then got married. And then how long were you and him together? We were together, we were married rather. I Okay. We got married in 2014 and we separated in 20. So, so around, yeah, five, six, six seven years. years. Mm-hmm. Um, but like considering being friends and dating and all of that, it was like about 10 years, nine or 10 years. Um, and we, yeah, we moved back to Illinois after we got married, two years after we got married, we moved to Illinois, um, because I wanted to have a baby and I, I was raised in a village. I mean, mm-hmm. I have like, m- my dad's family is Mexican, Irish, Catholic. So Amazing. there are a ton of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and we grew up, you know, with everyone all the time. So I wanted the same thing for right. my kids. And so we ended up here and we are still here, but life is a lot different now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he, did he actually, cause he was, so this is how, where it gets complicating. Cause so you were in Arizona, you met him, and is he originally from Arizona? Okay, and then yeah. so he chose well, to move. Okay, yeah, he he was, yeah, born in California but raised in Arizona. Um, okay, he was uh, just like kind of over it, I guess, kind of the same philosophy mm-hmm. that we had. Like, might as well. So right, it worked out, and he's you know still working and uh, for State Farm and doing well. And I mean, it's corporate here. So a little bit of a different environment, but it works. Yeah. And he stayed in Illinois. That's amazing. Well, you're there. Then so is his child. So obviously it just, it makes sense to stay. And someday, hopefully I, I hope that we all move. We will Mm -hmm. all, you know, go together. Um, that's, that's certainly the goal. Um, right. But I don't know where, where we'll go. Uh, I just, know. I don't really want to stay here forever. And I don't want Penelope to stay here forever either. Yeah. It's a great place has... to raise a family. That's what everybody yes. says. Uh, but there's I a lot love of your daughter's name. By the way, oh, I love you. your daughter's name. It is. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, I just love that name. I just think it's the cutest name ever. So I just, I just throw that in there. It is too, actually. <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, um, I, I like it. So I wanted to ask you a question because I remember, and for some weird reason, I hold this moment that you posted on social media, very dear (laughs) to my heart. Okay. Okay. It was during, I want to say it was during COVID. You had actually did a post about how you were going to quit your corporate job. And Mm. after so long of being with a company, and I remember because like I said, we had got hired together at State Farm. Mm-hmm. And I had left because I was in Arizona for five years. And then I decided to come back to California to be with my family, blah, blah, blah. And because California, all of State Farm was closing down in California, I, I was doing a reverse, they were moving all back to Arizona, and I was mm-hmm. going back to California. So they pretty much told me like, you can't we can't give you a job unless you stay here. And I didn't want to stay. So I chose to leave. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So, which was sad oh because goodness. then I would see everybody else's that I got hired with like their milestones. And I was like, that could have been me. But, um, <laughs> and I, I often think of you because, because sometimes I'm like, I want to be done with corporate America, but it's hard, especially when you're, you are in it for so long. Yeah. Um, but you had said how you, you were done. You decided to follow your dream and start a different avenue. So you have to tell us all about that. For sure. Okay. So I think to make a long story longer, but to make it make sense here. (laughs) um, Okay. So let's do just like basic timeline to get an understanding. So um, in our case, so I start work at State Farm. I never worked there before when I, I mean, I've lived in Bloomington my entire life where the headquarters is and right. never worked there. So I didn't start until I yeah. uh, moved out to Arizona in 2012. Moved back. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Let's get back. Started working at State Farm in 2012. I then left my high school boyfriend of six years in November of mm-hmm. 2012. And then um, met my now ex-husband and got married to him in 2014 okay mm-hmm. so we're at 2014 2016 we moved back to bloomington we had penelope in 2017 and mm-hmm. i was in school until 2018 um it got my bachelor's degree from arizona state but online Amazing. Um, in 2018 good for you yeah, it took me forever but I did it finally. You did it. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I went back to Arizona so that I could walk across the stage because I hadn't done that before. <laughs> so yeah. It was amazing. It yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was cool. Um, anyway. And then um, in 2020 COVID hit, obviously um, mm-hmm. I had finished my degree and some extra curricular things that I had to do at State Farm for leadership. Um, I had gone to school for organizational leadership. I wanted to be Mm -hmm. in leadership. My department knew I wanted to be in leadership. It was a, that was just kind of what everyone knew what was going to happen. Everyone knew that was going to happen. And we were just kind of waiting for, you know, all the dominoes to fall. So I get, um, the leadership job that I have been wanting as, um, an LDA. So like a development opportunity, leadership development Mm -hmm. opportunity. I think, I don't know what the A stands for. (laughs) I don't know. It's been a while now and I don't need to keep that in my brain. So yeah. Right. Anyway, (laughs) not important Uh, anymore. No, not anymore. I don't need to remember all the acronyms. So Mm -hmm. I got a development opportunity to be in leadership and, um, that was that that was the catalyst which is hilarious because that was what i had just spent you know 9 years 8 years with the company right. and eight and a half years in college preparing for and uh it got to a point where where we were as a country in general with covid mm-hmm. was so insane and um the the role that i was in felt a lot of that um yeah the politics side of, of it yes uh but mostly with our customers like 
people fell mm-hmm. on hard times and everybody was afraid and confused and a lot of emotion all the time. Mm-hmm. We also had recently, um, I don't even know the word to use because it upsets me actually, but uh, mm-hmm. we had Jake from State Farm, new Jake from State Farm. Yeah. I don't know why he didn't just get to be Kevin or like what I think his name is. His real name was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really, I don't, I don't understand that whole thing. And our customers, there were definitely some customers that did not understand that whole thing and they let us know. So um, the role that I was in was just absolutely getting bombarded and it was hard. My, my folks were failing like, not really, they weren't failing. They were drowning. They right. we couldn't keep up with the demand. And right. uh, there were a lot of variables, a ton of factors that went into all of it, but it wasn't working and I wasn't mm-hmm. quiet about it. Not that, you know, I was trying to cause a ruckus, but I said like, Hey, these people uh, need some more support and this isn't going to work. Um, you know, we need to bring in some more help for these folks. Right. And um eventually I literally couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I had uh it was December 2020. Um it had been a culmination of a lot, but knowing that these now 17 people that I was leading were really struggling in their own role. Right. Um, and there really wasn't any way out of it. Mm-hmm. It was it was definitely a season, but a season worth buying an extra coat for. It right. it would have been nice to have that for them. And yeah. um I think that was kind of the beginning of me getting in my head or mm-hmm. understanding my own brain more so right like uh, like becoming aware more aware of how my brain works and uh the feeling of no matter who I tell or what I do or data I provide I'm not going to be mm-hmm. able to give these people the experience that they deserve as right. employees um and that's all that I'd wanted I just wanted to be a leader that could help people either get better if they wanted to get better or help people just be a good solid employee that comes in does their job and goes home i i was an overachiever for sure like mm-hmm. graduated college with a 4.0 just on principle and right you know i did everything by the book i was a rule follower i did all the things um but in a corporate setting I couldn't do the grin and bear it literally any longer. My brain shut down. It shut down. So December, 2020, um, it was a Monday morning and I logged into my day, my calendar. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just like froze. Mm -hmm. Like I remember looking at my calendar and then freezing at, Mm -hmm just the fact that I had a meeting with a regular right. meeting that I had scheduled with people that I met with regularly and my brain just couldn't do it. It was yeah. insane. I had felt, I had never felt so out of control 
in my life. And all I mean, I was in a sheer panic about having a meeting at 9am with two people that I really appreciate. So right, it was right. insane. Um, so that was the that was that was the last time that I logged into State Farm or like worked for them. Wow. That was, but that's, that was it. I, I bet that moment was almost like a very clarity moment for you is like, okay, I can't do this anymore. This is either the anxiety of it and the, mm. the amount of pressure and which is sad because like you said, you built yourself up for pretty much to mold yourself into this great leader. And once you get to that spot, I've heard it many times before. It's not, the view is not great once you get up there. And I applaud you for even having that strength and courage to be like, this ain't me. This is not for me. I thought it was, but it ain't like, I'm sorry, but it, you know, it was so violently not also. And I think, you know, I'm sure if there were several other different factors that it would have been great. And a lot of people tried to tell me like, you can still do this. Um, Mm -hmm. You can try a different role in the company. You know, I know everybody was really worried about me. So, I mean, long story short, uh, I was on short-term disability for three months after Mm -hmm. that in December. And then March came around and I, I just couldn't. I I couldn't do it. I knew that me going back into that environment was going to send me back to the place right that I was that I had worked really really hard not to be at anymore. I mean, I went to therapy 3 times a week. Mm-hmm. It was my <clears throat> it was my full-time job to recover. Right. Um and I'm hella privileged for that. I totally and completely understand. Mm-hmm. Um but the entire experience I'm entirely grateful for because right. it changed. I think every, nearly every part, I, I genuinely like 95% of my life and the way that I function and my brain and my overall happiness, uh, everything like turned a corner. Right. And it was almost like a pivotal moment for you and your oh, whole life. hundred percent, a hundred percent, my entire life. The, yeah the feeling of the pressure, knowing that I wanted to be, I wanted to help people. That was the goal. I wanted to help them. Mm -hmm. I I didn't, I wasn't, um, I didn't want to be a manager. I wanted to be a leader, you know, right? like that. There's such a big difference. And you know, that think about, you know, any job that you've ever had, there's a difference between Mm -hmm. a manager that you report to and a leader that you look up to or look to for help or know that that person can cross a bridge for you or fill a gap or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So I realized then that I guess my ethos just like wasn't going to align with what was being asked of me. Um, And, you know, it definitely was a sense of relief, but that didn't come for a long time. Right. The, I can the, imagine. It, it was, I I thought that my life was over that day. Like yeah. I thought, I thought my life was over. Like I had spent the entirety of my twenties. I was already, I was 30 years old. I right. spent the entirety of my twenties there. I started working at State mm-hmm. Farm when I was 21. Mm-hmm. Um, I had just spent 
eight and a half years in college, getting mm-hmm. a bachelor's degree that State Farm helped pay for, privilege again. Right. Yes. Um, and starting a career so young at a place or a corporate setting like that, mm-hmm. I didn't even know what I would what I would have missed out on until I left State Farm and now being on the other side of that, like, oh, I I didn't realize all of these benefits were as beneficial, you know, right? um, right. because I hadn't lived without them. So Mm -hmm. now I definitely have respect for the corporate life. If you can do it, the benefits are good. Like live it. If that's your jam, if you just want to make money and be comfortable and do that, but go to work, do your job, come home. Yeah. Enjoy your paycheck, you know? Yeah. And I just, I couldn't do that. That was my problem. My problem was definitely, there was no going home. Mm -hmm. It was always, and it was, it ate me alive. And the weird part about that now is when I see employees, sometimes I see former employees, which is weird because we were friends before I got that job. Right. Like they were on the, they were in like the row next to me. So it was really weird to then like be their leader and like pretend that that's not weird. It's so odd. (laughs) Yes. Anyway. um, It's like you take this superior role. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I don't want it. Like I'm here because I, I, like I studied to be here so that I can support you. I'm not like, I don't want to be your like elder. Honestly, one of my, one of my former employees and I had like, some beef actually oh wow and in our first one like old beef oh my gosh this is the most full circle moment <laughs> we had old beef from when i broke up with my high school boyfriend in arizona oh my goodness because they were friends and it which is totally fine like we were young yes i i guess. We weren't, he wasn't just my boyfriend. We were actually engaged yes. and I left like days before my bridal shower because how on earth am I going to let people celebrate me when I knew that it was right. like not going to work, you know? And, right. you know, yeah. then that was a whole fallout too, but that's a story for a different day. <laughs> anyway, so in our first one-on-one with this guy, I was like, hey, um, I know we haven't talked in a long time and our last interaction wasn't great. But I don't want this to be weird. I'm sure you don't want it to be weird. I'd really like to just like start over and move forward here because I'm sure that this situation is uncomfortable for you too. And he was like super respectful of it and said, yeah, that's what I want too. And then it was fine after that. Right. It's like having that first uh, weird conversation. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like you broke up with him as well. (laughs) And you're like, we got to get through this together. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Hilariously, I don't think I. I never, I changed my phone number when I lived in Arizona to avoid the like barrage of horrible texts I was receiving for like being such a terrible person when I just didn't want to get, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do that to him. I don't know why everybody was so mad at me that I like figured that out before we got married. I I don't know. I, know. I think that's the point of the engagement that you of course like, is to test it you know. and to make sure you're making the right decision. This is a forever choice. And even that sometimes you do go through with it and then it's not the right Oops, outcome did that, that you too. thought. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
But that's the, uh, yeah. that's the amazing part about life is, you know, everything is a trial and error, you know, you try something and it works out. And if it doesn't, and, and that's, I'm going to go back to you saying about work, uh, because I, in 2021, I actually had a panic attack due to the same related issues with work because of everything that happened with 2020. And I'm still mm-hmm. in insurance. I handle insurance now, but I'm on a greater level. I, I did not want to dabble into the whole leadership or management role because especially in insurance, it's very, um, this is a brutal industry to be in. You know, there's a lot of factors, yeah. a lot of risk that goes on. And it was the same thing. We didn't have enough help. We had a lot of work and not enough people. And I had a panic panic attack straight up at work. I was looking at my computers and I'm like, everything is a mess. I have so much past due. I have things to get to. People are sending me messages left and right. My phone, my voicemail, my emails. And I literally stood up and it was like claustrophobic moment. I literally wanted to cry, scream, lay on the ground run around like mm-hmm. all of these emotions at once. But for me, I always say like, I want to get out of corporate America, but it is so hard to actually take that leap of faith and be like, okay, where's my net to catch me? Because totally now, you know, you're a mom and it's hard because like before I would have been like, I'm done with this onto the next Avenue. But now mm-hmm. that you have a kid. It's always like, what's plan B? Okay. This isn't working out. What's going to happen next? So what was your next step after you left State Farm? What did you get into? Well, um, that very same evening, I laid in bed with my mom. Oh, my mom. You know, my mom is the best. She is truly the best. I call her my Sherpa. She's amazing. I love her. Mm -hmm. Um, Moms always know. She had texted me that morning, and I believe the only thing the text said was, I'm worried about you, or I'm worried for you, or something. Like, she knew something was wrong. And, I mean, I definitely, you know, like I said, I wasn't quiet. I told everyone, this is this is my reality and this is not going to work. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for them. I don't understand why we can't do more for them. And it just was building and building and building and building and building. And I felt like I, you know, was a parent saving my kid from drowning. Like here, please like take all of this anyway. Um, so my mom is in my bed with me. She brought me soup amazing and she laid in bed with me and I remember looking out the window thinking what am I gonna do now um you know I was super privileged and very grateful to know that I was going to be getting paid through short-term disability um as a result of my employment with State Farm so the irony is a little weird uh because Mm -hmm. you know that I was in therapy to recover and really what that did was give me the ability to move on um, based on the idea that I had that night in bed. And that was, I wonder if people would pay me to run errands for them. I can do that. I can totally do that. Like that sounds like my jam. Number one, helping people. That's all I've ever wanted to do. It's all I've ever wanted to do. Right. Uh, And I thought, I don't know, like maybe who's going to pay for that? Luckily, um, I was still married at the time, uh, and 
it definitely took some convincing, but he eventually, uh, my ex-husband eventually said like, I understand now that you really cannot go back to this. Um, and I handle all the, or handled all of the budget and financing. So, you know, I worked on our budget and, um, luckily my paycheck at that point was basically just going into our savings and, Mm -hmm my loss of income wasn't a huge deal. Right. Which is absolutely insane to me now as like an entrepreneur, because life is different. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you, life you gotta is different. Go after, you have to go after uh-huh. that paycheck. <laughs> it really just do. does not and, get direct deposit. <laughs> no. And there's no benefits of any. Yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's definitely been a big change, but um I, it was that, it was that night. My next step was, what am I going to do? And I thought I would really like to do that. I think the, the running errands thing was just an easy way for me to describe the fact that I want to like physically help people do everyday things, you know? Right. Yeah. And, uh, but at that time that was not an option. Like it really wasn't an option. Um, right. But it, it it lived in my brain. And I thought like, okay, well, maybe if this doesn't work, I can try that thing. But that thing is taking that giant leap. And that is horrifying, mm-hmm. except for the fact that for me, it was a sense of relief. So I was ready mm-hmm. to let go, not having any idea what really it was that it meant to be an entrepreneur. Um but we made it. We did. We, right. we did okay. Um, and then the beginning of helping people regularly was just, I was doing it for free for a while mm-hmm. to get practice and like figure out what I like to do, what I didn't like to do. Like, is this real? Right, Am I right. really going to try to do this? Um, so I did quite a few jobs like that. Um, and eventually I started charging and mm-hmm. um i had uh someone that i consider a mentor friend mentor partner like things we've done things together um in business and she had told me i know that you're going to be tempted to keep a low rate but i see people have more trouble increasing their rate later than starting mm-hmm. with what they think their value is now. Um, right. So that was really hard. The money part of entrepreneurship is really, really difficult because coming from a corporate environment, mm-hmm. you don't really see yourself as an hourly wage. Right. Because it's really the package at a corporate, yes. you know, yes. in corporate, it's the, it's the full package and State Farm love to say that all the time. Oh, yes. We have all the benefits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which they really did. But, yes. um, you know, the, the balance of benefits and sanity, I mean, that's just, uh, at the end of the day, Price I'm very, very happy now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it took a long time to build it up, but here we are. Um, so grateful for everybody who let me like move stuff around in their house for hours yeah. on end. And 
which um, is amazing. Like you literally yeah. help people out and, you know, organize them to be better for themselves as well. It's like a yes. crazy little circle that you have, you know, they're, it's like when you walk into your garage and you're like, I hate this space because it needs to be clean, but I don't have time. I don't have energy. Da, 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 da. Exactly. You, have, you pay somebody to come in and do it for you. And then the next yep. thing you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I can use my garage again. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I do and a then, lot of garages actually. It's do you? <laughs> that, that exact thing. That exact thing. Um, you know, it, it has turned into something so beautiful that I dreamed of in the beginning that I would have like a group of people that I took care of regularly. And right. I say take care of as if I'm like at a nursing home or something, but I really do like care for these people. And right. the the entire goal is for me to learn your habits and learn where you are in life versus where you'd like to be in life. But I'm not going to do an unrealistic like, okay, now you sort your clothes by season and color. I mean, right. I do that, but I don't, <laughs> I try not to throw that at everybody. Um, I want to meet them where they are and then, you know, we'll adjust as we go. But I think as, especially Americans, I definitely think this is an American thing. You know, our view of, production is your value. And mm -hmm. um, if you don't have a clean, beautiful home, you are a failure of all kinds. And if you oh, don't want sure. a clean and beautiful home, you are a failure of all kinds, you know. But I have clients that organized chaos just works for them. And right. I try to optimize that. Like, okay, um, maybe laundry is, is a problem. That is a bottleneck. It it stops you up every week, every day. It's more, it's more, it's more, you know, it never ends. Um, but what part of it is it? Sometimes it is getting the clothes from upstairs to downstairs. Okay. That's a different solution than if the problem is not so much the laundry, it's the folding and the putting away totally right. separate problems. If somebody says to me, I can't keep up with laundry. I've got so many more questions. How, what, what kind, because there are so mm -hmm. many solutions. I love finding them and I'm flexible. So if it doesn't work and you know, I'm like, Hey, I thought this was your, the bottleneck. It seems that it's not the bottleneck. Let's try something else. So right, I'm glad right. we're here. That, and I think though, because if you see now on like Netflix and whatnot, you have the home edit who has their own show and yep. they go into these people's homes and they literally help them and turn their lives around. And it's something that you're doing as well. Like when they are done, people are crying and oh my gosh, you guys are so great. And it's that same concept for you. And it's amazing because they have a whole production behind them. And for you, it's like you started from literally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you're showing up and you're putting yourself out there and you are. So if anybody in the area, Illinois, you need a <laughs> yeah organizer, a lifestyle manager. Elizabeth. That's that's what I <laughs> that's what I have discovered. It makes the most sense. I that's the other thing. I, I am an entrepreneur in the fact that like I got to decide all of it. Like, what right. did I want to do? What I didn't want to do? You know, I've already gone through a full brand and then a rebrand because you really don't know what you're getting into, you know, in the beginning, in the beginning. Right. And 
at the at the time I was like throw it at me I want all of it so I was doing so many different things organizing definitely is still the number one that everybody comes and asks me for which is totally fine because it usually is the source or at least almost like a a physical like tangible explanation of what's happening in here right. and I work on home life and mind so I'm not a licensed therapist, but I do a lot of, you know, discussion with my, with Mm -hmm. my clients and I will, you know, recommend therapy. I am not an expert. I don't know. I think you could benefit, whatever. Some people love it. Some people are not for it. It's fine. You hired me. I'm here to tell you, I think, you know, these solutions would work for you. Um, Right. So being able to be in a position, the one that I had originally kind of dreamed of, of having this group of people that I really care about, um, gives me the opportunity just to keep almost like giving them the boost that they need to just keep going. And it's just these teeny tiny things because I see them regularly. Actually, mm-hmm. I don't see them regularly. Some people I almost never see because I just have keys to their house. Like, And see, that's amazing. I, you you build a trust <laughs> with them. There's like literally a trust. Like just come yeah. into my home, Elizabeth. Do your yeah, thing. I, I, It's amazing. And my wife says the same thing. She's like, I can't believe people just let you into their house. Like I have a... Like I have key, I have keys, yeah. but, it, it, but that's, that's the point. Like I want, I want that. I, and, and much to my surprise, I'm very grateful that I have found a, enough people to make mm-hmm. my dream a reality. Um, you know, I'm not rolling in dough over here again, there's no benefits. So I have to pay for all of that too. Right. Although yeah. I, I am remarried now and my wife has a, we call it a clickety clackety job. <laughs> she has a corporate job as well now. And so right. um, I am insured, which is really nice, but That's, I guess we should yes. probably, uh, I know jump into that. Yes, that, <laughs> but okay. So, so putting a timestamp on that. So, okay. Of course. So you quit your corporate job. You do this amazing entrepreneurship now with yourself and it's thriving mm-hmm. for you. So we have to go get into that. So you got divorced <laughs> yeah. and you are now remarried, but let's get into yes. that. Like obviously yeah. he supported you for a while. And then when did that end? So we were still together until summer of 2021. So December, 2020 was my full meltdown, panic attack, like absolute, whatever that was. I still haven't been able to come up with a name for it. I just call it the event because it's the best thing that I've been able to come up with. It was your awakening. That's what it was. Yeah. It was wild, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, so that was December of 2020. And then we were together until... I think I moved out in August of 2021, but we had basically agreed on separating in July. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the story is at the time identifying as bisexual before we started mm-hmm. dating. Um, so he was well aware uh, that I also liked girls. And right. over time, through 
recovering really Mm -hmm. and therapy and all the self-reflection and separating myself from the rules that have been established on this floating rock that we all live on Mm -hmm. and kind of questioning all of them realizing uh oh my god i think maybe i am actually gay Mm -hmm. uh but you know that wasn't an option i was raised catholic um i was i had already left one engagement and now married this guy that i brought from arizona um, had a kid with and like what am I supposed to do? I can't, I don't, but I had already like worked up all of the courage to take one leap. And I got to a point where he actually asked me if I was gay. Oh, wow. So, mm -hmm. So he actually gay. And at the time I was like, no, 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 no. Right not me wrong one and I was panicking of course because like I wasn't ready at least to like admit that and wonder what on earth happens after that Mm -hmm. um but the very next day I I said yeah I I think so and um it was really it was really hard Mm -hmm. to everything I don't even know how to finish that sentence it was very hard yeah after that period every yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah but it worked it worked out uh it was really important to me that we were still friends or at least friendly and uh most important to me that we didn't hate each other really that is kind of a baseline like we don't have to be best friends but I would like to like do things together especially with Penelope Um, and we did, we did holidays together for a while. Um, he was still going to my family dinners for a while. He brought his girlfriend. Um, you know, we were getting, we were, we were getting along. We were making it. Um, we were, you know, he was grieving in his own way. Um, a hundred percent. He was grieving in his own way. I I mean, I don't, I don't. I don't think he saw this coming. Um, and that was, that was really hard for me, especially because of having left my high school boyfriend slash very short term fiance. Um, I had mm-hmm. gone through that once already. Right. And that was so difficult because I had never felt more alone in my life. Um, right. I'm and, sure the judgment alone made you feel just uh, so separated from everybody. Yeah. It was, it was really hard. So then I'm like, okay, here I am again, wanting, Mm -hmm. you know, to fully understanding and grasping at this point now being at the point in my healing, in my recovery journey, understanding that we only get to do this thing one time, like literally once. And I was 30 what wasn't even 31 yet. This was still, this is all within a year of me getting that job. Like this is, it was insane. Insanity. Right. Um, Yeah. Cause I started that job in June of 2020 and then December was my 
breakdown and then July. So it's literally just like a year. Um, But we still lived together, you know, for another month and a half or so just until we could get logistics figured out. Mm. Um, We were cordial for the most part. There was one day that was very, very bad between us. um, And it took some time for both of us to heal from that moment but we did eventually mm-hmm. you know discuss it and I had learned a lot about myself in a very short amount of time that made things very confusing but also it was a sense of relief my sense of relief took mm-hmm. a really long time to come but I knew that it I knew that it was coming right I, I right. knew I there was I, I knew I didn't have a choice yeah well and I think if you were to put into perspective like the hardest part because I always often wonder about that when you come to this, like this moment in your life where you're like, okay, no, this isn't, this isn't me. Like I'm supposed to be doing something different in that moment. Was it, were you already like, did you know you were attracted to women or was it like, okay, no, I like want to actually seek out this person now. Like, was it that feeling inside that you were, okay, I have to let go of this marriage. Yeah. Good question. Um, Honestly, it was just uh, a now or never kind of taking advantage of him asking that question because, I mean, I probably, it's hard to say now, um, that was, it's such a lifetime ago, like a totally different, I don't Mm -hmm. even know who she was, honestly. So I'm sure that at the time... I would have just been thinking, you know, I'll just deal with it. Like, I'll just never, Mm -hmm. like, I will never be with a woman, marry a woman, have any interaction. Um, And that was very hard. And then I felt such guilt about that because he didn't deserve that whatsoever. Like, I, that's what confuses me about breakups like this. Or any, really. If oh. if one person doesn't want to be there, then you shouldn't be there. You shouldn't be together and trying to make it work forever. I don't, I guess, especially in my case where I have now realized I am a lesbian, um, I, that is not fair for me to mm-hmm. have stayed with him whatsoever. So it's confusing that people are so awful about the -hmm. breakup when like, did you want me to stay married to the straight man and not give him anything that he needs or wants as like a husband to a wife, (laughs) you know, I don't. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that part, that part has always really just, I don't understand that. I just try to live by the philosophy that I hope everyone is happy, whatever it is, right. whoever it is, just, I hope that they make you happy and they treat you well, whatever makes you happy. This life is too short to do anything other than that. And, uh, it does help me in this, uh, random floating rock that we live on just 
the perspective of life is so short. We do this one time. None of this really matters. It's cool that we try to do it together. And it's awesome when we're nice to each other. And it's really unfortunate when we're not, and we're not a team and just trying to help everyone. So, um, that part about breakups where if one person doesn't want to be there, then nobody should be there. And it's not right, fair to like string people along, especially if it is, well, I guess at any point, don't string anybody along. If you don't want to be there, you have to communicate. That is definitely one of the number one things that I got out of all of my like recovery and self-discovery and all of that is just the beauty of communication. Right. And again, I do think it's an American thing. Um, the way that we just cannot speak directly to anyone ever, mm-hmm. um, yeah. or be honest about the way things make us feel, or we'd rather stick it out and be in pain than right. let yeah. both of you go, you know? So, it was really hard for me in the first breakup when people didn't understand that, like I was doing him a favor. Yes, I'm the bad right, one, yeah. but why would you have wanted me to go through with that? Especially now, you know, Yeah. but now, and then the second time I didn't really explain, you know, I'm leaving this marriage because I'm gay. It was just a, you know, a separation. And I, I really wasn't even very public about it. But right. I think that was a result of the way that the first breakup went when everybody hated me. And I understand somebody, right. like there has to be somebody to blame, sure. But I did him a favor. I think mm-hmm. maybe that's not a very nice way of saying it. But the same with my ex husband, I took advantage of the opportunity to answer his question and knowing you know that he might not like the answer and there isn't anything that I can do about that again a pillar of communication and this understanding that Mm -hmm. you are not responsible for others reactions and responses you have to speak your truth you have to be honest honesty is the best policy it will save you from a lot of embarrassment later unless Mm -hmm. I guess the honesty is embarrassing and uh, that's your jam but whatever it is being upfront and honest about things that determine the quality of your own life right I don't really uh have time for skirting around that Nobody does really. Right. So, but that's the thing though, too, is which I don't really understand is because a relationship is between two people, you and the other person. And it almost, why does there have to be a bad person in the breakup? Why is it someone has to be the blame? It's, it's very confusing because I've had that same experience as well as like, how could you do this? And it's like, well, how could I not? You were not living in that relationship with me. I was not happy. And, not only did you do him a favor because I'm sure he moved on and still lived his life in a great way. And, but you also let go of something that was no longer serving you. So it's like Mm -hmm. why people chime in and put their two cents into something that they don't live it on a 24 seven basis. Like you do, 
you're not happy. That's the end of the story. I don't have any explanation to give to you because I'm not required, but I always feel (laughs) bad for people because there's like, people are like, I was with them for so long, but I was miserable for the last 12 years. And it's like, why would, yeah, why would you do that? And I get, there's a lot of things that go into breakup, you know, assets and children and, you know, all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, that can't always be the reason to hold you down. But that also doesn't make yeah. you a bad person just because we were together for 30 years. It, 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 to me, that's insane. And I'm right there with you. You get one life, one mm-hmm. chance at this, live your one happiness in the moment. Exactly. I know. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, so. I, say, I say that all the time. I, it is, it's hard to think about. It, it's definitely generational. I was a child of divorce, but I was really the only child of divorce in like my school. I think there Mm -hmm. were maybe two other students that had divorced parents. So, you know, it's so much more common now, but it is hard for me to imagine all the people that stayed together for their entire lifetimes that Mm -hmm. fell in love when they were 17. And you are not you. You are not mm-hmm. who you will be as an adult when you are 17. The amount right. of growth that is required to be an upstanding citizen or quality human being in general um, essentially requires you to grow. It doesn't essentially. It mm-hmm. does. It requires you to grow from who you are at 17. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> you don't always grow in the same direction. It's amazing for people that have and did and spent their mm-hmm. entire lives together incredible incredible i can't even actually like conceptually think about spending 30 years with someone or more you know 60 years in some cases yeah but what were you gonna say but oftentimes when you when you do you talk to people who have stayed together they will always admit to you that they had growing pains and some sort of their journey they will always admit it wasn't easy though we got through a lot Because Mm -hmm. just like you said, you are continuously growing throughout your age groups, you know, like the, the teenage years, your twenties, your thirties, like you're consistently growing up. So majority of those people are like, I don't know how we still made it because we were growing, like we went through so much crap and now we Mm -hmm. still you know, are together, but it is, I give it up to people who stick it out because not a lot of people do anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. But it also is hard too, because it's like, why should I have to stick it out? You know, like there's that concept as well. Like I should have to stick something out. So it's like, everything is a big person on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree. But so since he, since he asked you that question about you being gay and -hmm. in that moment, you obviously, you, you weren't sure because you weren't ready to say it out loud. And then you did say it out loud. Was that the moment where you were like, oh my gosh, like now I got to go with this because like I, I said it, like I, I, <laughs> I feel like it does not make it real yeah. until you actually verbally say it, you know? So it was, yeah. was that the moment you're like, all right, okay. One person down, like, here yeah. we go. Yeah. Um, I love this question because he asked me the same thing. It was like, now what? Mm-hmm. And in my brain, <laughs> in my recently recovered, fully functioning brain, um, all I was trying to do was get that piece off my chest. I, 
which is very uncharacteristic of me because I am consequence focused most of the time. I always have been, um, which has kept me out of a lot of trouble. But in this case, mm -hmm. I hadn't even thought about what was next. Right. You just wanted to the, say it. All I had to do was like flip that tire, uh, but I didn't really plan on chasing it down the hill. But then I did, you know, so... Right. It was a sense of relief for sure. Um, mm -hmm. I was horrified that I had to hurt him for sure. Mm -hmm. That was right. I mean, that, that was the, the reality of the situation was me coming out, me being true to myself was going to hurt people that I loved. Um, right. And, and that pe and people that loved me or thought mm -hmm. they loved me until I came out as gay. And then they were like, Oh no. Okay. Right. But, you know, it, it worked out. It was a sense of relief for sure. It was a lot of guilt, a lot of grief, tears, a lot of tears. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, we did okay. Like I said, we had one really bad day, but we right. did okay. Otherwise it was really important to me that we were okay. Like I said, I just yeah. really didn't want to hate each other. And that meant choosing friendship or being cordial over the hatred every day. And I, it was like a mantra of mine. Mm -hmm. You know, I made my choice. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go down that road. I don't want to go down that path. I've seen divorce be mm -hmm. disgusting and hateful. And I didn't want to induce that with us as adults, but I also didn't want Penelope to feel any of that either. So, you know, right. I said, let's, um, like I'm, I am making the conscious choice mm -hmm. and I left it up to him. I said, you can make your choice. You can either hate me and do that, you know, go that way. Um, or not, I'm telling you that there is this and this is what mm -hmm. I'm choosing and this is what I would like. Of course, that's easy for me to say because I'm the one that left. Um, right. <clears throat> but it was, it was just kind of non-optional at that point. And mm -hmm. I think he knew that too, mm -hmm. um, which didn't necessarily make it easier, but, uh, I think it helped us in the long run. And he definitely took right, his time and yeah. he did some space and, um, we didn't talk for a while. And then our interactions were like a little weird, you know, but, uh, mm -hmm. it was really important to me that we both made that choice. And I'm glad that I'm glad that he did because he could have definitely made it harder for all of us. Hated you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, right, right. you know, and I could have done the same, but I'm glad that we didn't, I'm glad we collectively did not. Our divorce was very simple, very easy. We got divorced on Zoom, actually, because it was COVID times. Oh, great. Um, Lovely. Yeah. So uh, I wrote up our agreement and it was basically like as fair as possible. I didn't want to, um, I didn't mm -hmm. want to hurt anybody in the situation. So we just took what was ours. Um, we sold what we could. We paid off all of our mm -hmm. debts together. Um, we sold the house and split everything so it was easy um i think the, the money part avoiding the money part definitely was helpful right. um it 
we just didn't, we didn't fight. We just did it on our terms. So um, you asked me earlier, you know, how long he supported me. So we separated physically. I moved out of the house in August of 2021. And then um, he agreed to keep me on insurance, which required us to stay legally married um, Mm -hmm. until... I don't know that we ever really put a timeline on it, but it was like, we're not in a rush because I will lose insurance. Um, and that was very kind of me and I'm grateful. And that was, that was really nice. But, um, I think it was March of 2022 when our papers were like filed and done. I think the actual divorce date was April, but everything finalized in March and then you just, you know, wait. So yeah, it was fine. Mm -hmm. It was easy. So in that um, meantime, like, were you, were you guys still like, so at that time, obviously you guys are separated or, and going through this divorce, but in that time, were you already like, okay, I'm going to, I want to start looking for somebody. Like, did you have those? <laughs> because and I, I know that sounds like crazy to ask, but the reason why is because clearly, you know, you weren't being fulfilled in what you where yeah. you were so the next step is naturally you want to find that that special somebody so was that like hard to navigate like okay like it's different when you like I'm gonna go to the bar and meet a guy you know so this oh, way yeah. it's almost like okay where do I go what do I do do I just walk up to somebody no like I'm sure <laughs> right like how, yeah. do you, how do you find that person well I mean I had been in chronically monogamous relationships like I had been with my high school boyfriend Mm -hmm. and then very shortly after got with my ex-husband um so during that time so that was like 15 years time um all the online dating Mm -hmm. came to be so that was entirely new for me um yeah I remember like swiping on girls for my like male friends and like oh this is so fun you're like shopping or like Mm -hmm. you know what it's like such a weird concept really Mm -hmm. um so I yeah I I downloaded some of the apps um but also it had been at least 10 years I think since I had been with a woman in, in any capacity So I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing anymore. And also, how is anybody going to take me seriously? And I don't even know how to act. So it was very much like (laughs) puberty all over again. (laughs) You're all giddiness. Yeah. Yeah. But that's going to feel some sort of like, yeah, like uh, empowerment though, too, because you felt like, okay, no, this is the direction that I want to go in. But Mm -hmm. so once you, you actually met, her or I don't not sure if you you know met somebody before who you're married to now but was it hard to like obviously you finally have this person that you're dating and you're like okay well now I want to introduce you to like some of my people did you have to come out first or was it's like do you like hey I'm gonna bring over the new person I'm dating and 
then they just see a girl and you're like, and then oh, it's a woman. what's going on? Oh, oh, this is the easiest way. Well, yes. Like it's the easiest way to do this. Shock everybody. It, it was, <laughs> that was, uh, actually kind of, yes. Um, so I like dated casually for a little bit and then, um, I met my now wife on hinge and the very like cliche classic. I knew the moment I saw her. I knew the moment I saw her that she was going to be my wife. Yeah. <laughs> like so in the most cliche Aww. way, I knew before I had even swiped to see another picture. Uh, that was it. Um, and Jeez. a small sidebar, yeah. a fun part about that is I knew who she was. We grew up here together. Um, we went to oh, different okay. high schools, but we went to, um, we both went to Catholic school, but different Catholic schools. We were mm-hmm. in the same class. We're the same age. Um, I met her in high school and I just knew who she was. Oh, wow. Like she, she kind of like just held mm-hmm. a spot in my brain. She was Sydney from U High, the high school that she went to. That's just who I knew her as. I didn't know her last name. I didn't mm-hmm. really know anything about her other than she played basketball and I remembered her and that she went to U High and her name was Sydney. Um, and then eventually... Mm-hmm. We were already talking, like having back and forth conversation on Hinge when she told Uh me that she was actually in Florida and she was moving to Bloomington and then had said, well, I'm actually from Bloomington. Uh Um, I went to, you know, whatever. I think she said she went to whatever high school. And the moment she said that she was actually from here and went to high school here, I was like, oh, my God, her name is Sydney. This is Sydney from UHI. Oh, my gosh, this is Sydney from UHI. <clears throat> but <laughs> it all fell together. Is, uh-huh. It is. Oh, my gosh, it was crazy. So my wife is a power lifter. And so she's just like jacked now. Like she is so hot. So I didn't yeah. even recognize that it was Sydney from UHI until she told me <laughs> she went to UHI. And then I was like, wait a second, you mm-hmm. are, you are Sydney from UHigh. So I tell her that she was Sydney from UHigh. She's just Jack now. And my first words to her were, hey, gorgeous. Yeah. And she said that she doesn't usually respond to um, really anybody on the apps, but that one was confident and she liked that, which is hilarious because I, I'm just like a little girl <laughs> when I see her, just like, oh, you like me? Okay. <laughs> So that it, it is really so cute. Out. You're like yeah. giddy, but hey, you you took that chance though. You know, you went for it, and who knows if you never would have sent that message where you guys would be today. You know, it's yeah. kind of it's yeah. wild to think just one step different would not be the same outcome. Okay, yeah. so so get to the good part where you actually <laughs> introduced her to your family. Like, did you yeah. have to preset? You know, like okay, I got to tell everybody that. I'm now, you know, I'm now gay uh, and I yes. have to tell everybody first or like, I I'm sure didn't. just, and which is very sad because you have to get scared. Like you didn't tell anybody. You just, <laughs> you just did it. Okay. Tell me, tell me. Yeah. So like I said, like with that first breakup, it was so horrible that I didn't want to like, I didn't want to have a public breakup again. So mm-hmm. my family, right. like I said, uh, pretty tight for the most part, uh, word gets around. So I didn't have to do anything. Um, I didn't have to make any declarations. Everybody heard it through whomever that, you know, 
Elizabeth left her husband. Now she's gay. Who knows? Whatever. I'm sure it was not pretty. Right. Um, so I stayed out of it. But uh, my sister got married May of 2022. Mm-hmm. Sydney and I started dating March of 2022, um, like officially. Uh, so my sister invited Sydney to her wedding 11 days before the wedding, which is just like now a joke oh to them, like 11 days. Yeah. So Sydney met my dad and our like immediate family uh, at my sister's dress rehearsal. Oh my goodness. Like wedding rehearsal. Yes. <laughs> and then the very next day met everyone else at my sister's wedding. So um yeah. It was uh I just didn't want to have to say anything. I guess similar to, you know, being straight. Right. You don't really have to explain like, hi everybody, I'm straight. This is my boyfriend. Uh, so I just kind of, you know, I showed up with right. her and plenty of people. I mean, that everybody had already known and talked about it and been aware. And uh, luckily, everyone's been super supportive mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, there's definitely folks right. that are that's like, awesome. I don't understand you or your life at all. Um, and that's cool. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it has right. worked out. And um my grandpa like really seems to really like her which is hilarious because he's never shown interest in anyone ever like there's a lot of us grandkids (laughs) (laughs) and there's been a lot of boyfriends and girlfriends but they like they just connect and um it's very cute (laughs) so that's really nice love that yeah I took care of my my grandma in hospice before she passed away and um, in one of her like very lucid, alive grandma moments, I got to come out to her. So that was really, really oh. nice too. Yeah, that was super cool. That's she told me she beautiful. already knew, of course. <laughs> no way. I feel like some people have like intuitions and they're like, you'll figure it out, but you are. I knew you were. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's, yeah, that's awesome. But so how was it telling your daughter? Was that hard? You know, same thing. I wasn't interested in making declarations, really, like of of any kind. Like, Mm -hmm. I, it's not that I didn't want to draw attention to it, but at the same time, I, I didn't feel like I needed to really explain much. And also, Penelope was four when, Mm -hmm. uh, or four and a half when we separated. We celebrated her fifth birthday, like here in this place that we are still in for another year. But mm-hmm. um, it was just kind of her new life, and uh, she met Sydney, and honestly, like never really asked any questions. And we have That's obviously awesome. since talked about it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we talk about how all family, moms, two dads just grandparents you live with your mm-hmm. sister or you know whatever all the families right right like, obviously yes. we celebrate during pride and she loves that um she knows that we're gay she like will say things about me being gay which i think is hilarious um 
she made me <laughs> a blanket for my birthday, like the first year or maybe the second year, I think. And I guess when she went to go to the fabric store to pick out the fabric, she saw rainbow fabric and black fabric. And she said, we have to get black because mommy's favorite color is black. And we have to get rainbow because she's gay. So it's uh, <laughs> hilarious. It's like, it's amazing. So she's fun and I That's love it. Cute. And um, she's done, she's done pretty well. She's definitely had some bumps in the road and there, you know, things that we just can't really explain mm-hmm. to her. I mean, she's six and a half now. She gets it. Um, but it's, it's been a transition. It's been a challenge, but it's also been amazing and a blessing. And I love having my time with her. I love having one-on-one time with her. She was sick this weekend. So we snuggled on the couch for 48 hours or more. Yes. Um, You know, so those six snugs are just the greatest. Yes. Poor little thing. I know. Oh, I I love the snug. (laughs) I know. Me too. In the same way. So with you and your wife now, do you think that there'll be more babies or have you guys talked about that? Are you guys done? She would love a baby. I think in, in like theoretically, oh. I would love a baby. Um, I don't want to give birth again. I really did not yeah. enjoy that whatsoever. I'm not opposed to more kids, aside from literally giving birth again. It was, uh, and honestly, realistically, it wasn't even that bad. But giving birth is not a good time at all. <laughs> I can't I, believe people do it no, so many it's times. Not. <laughs> No, it. Um, I know. I know. To everybody it's else. Traumatic. <laughs> it is a yeah. lot. Oh, anyway, yeah. amazing that people do that multiple well, that, times. Yeah, I think though. To be honest with you, I really find your story and the whole your whole life where it is now. It's so admirable to see because I feel that not a lot of people are true to themselves, and I feel like. If you love somebody, love is love. It should not come with a, I thought you're gay. I thought you're straight. I thought you're a lesbian. Just all of these labels are slapped on the people. And it's just, this is who I am. I'm, I'm Elizabeth. I don't know who I'll be tomorrow, but this is who I am now. And I think that it's very brave of you to openly, obviously live your life. Cause I feel sometimes people do move on, but then they close down. They don't really allow access to their life. And mm-hmm. like, I got to see your wedding through like all of your pictures on Instagram, which by the way, it was absolutely Thanks. beautiful. Totally gave me like <laughs> great Gatsby vibes. So I was like, her dress is beautiful. And your wife's shoes were amazing as well. And I'm like, Gosh, great? this needs to be like, Yes, they need to be like on a style magazine. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. We uh, yes. that was on a Wednesday at noon, and no one was there. We eloped on the second floor of our mutual, by chance, hairdresser, her salon <laughs> that she works at, um, and she got ordained, and she married us too. So it was a cute little See? thing. Yeah casual. Yeah, I think it's I think it's amazing and hopefully in the near future you change your mind about having babies and you guys have beautiful <laughs> babies together that are jacked like her. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh, she's so strong. And you guys can live on your love story. I know. I think it's yeah, awesome. I know. I would love to I, I don't ugh. literally it's terrifying. Childbirth is terrifying. Yeah. 
but we'll I know. see. I, I feel don't know. you on that. I want to like carry her, like carry her egg. But you know, then we have to like. Yes. There's still a man involved in like some capacity. Mm-hmm. I know that's yeah. the hard part is because <laughs> you know of the the way of the world, but it's still it would <laughs> yeah. still be awesome because the way that you would carry on your legacies, you know, together. I think that's a, the beautiful part about it. Yeah. I I agree. We took our we took my mom's maiden name, so we both changed our names um, to my mom's maiden name, which I always like really liked as a kid. Um, so that that part is super cool too. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I was. That was one of my questions I was going to ask you. How do you choose whose last name you take? So did you guys have <laughs> yeah. an open discussion about that? <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is we thought that we would just come up with a new one. I didn't really have an interest in going back to my maiden name. I didn't really have an interest in like sharing that with her. That didn't really feel like the right move to make. Um, and overall, she was just like, I, I, she's kind of indifferent about changing right. names and um, not necessarily feeling that same sense of like, I want you to have mine or I want you to have mine. So uh, we were just going to come up with a new one. And then we did Mm -hmm. Ancestry DNA because there was a period in time, which this is very interesting. If anybody went through the lesbians finding out that their sisters or like Mm -hmm. cousins or something was like a trend on TikTok for a while. Yeah. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't like we live in Bloomington and they're are confirmed cases of very uncomfortable relations. And uh, I didn't want to do that. So we both did ancestry right. and I found out <laughs> we are not related. We checked. Great. Uh, yes. Yeah. Good news. <laughs> but we are uh, both predominantly Scottish. So um, part of the reason my mom has always loved her name is because she's Scottish and proud to have this Scottish name. So uh, I shared with my mom that our results showed that we were both Scottish. Like, the, what are the odds? It's so, so interesting. Mm-hmm. She's 34% or she's 36%. I'm 34% Scottish. And so my mom had said, well, is, you know, our Scottish last name in your future? And we both looked at each other like, I don't see why not. So that was the plan. Um, and we did. Yeah. Yeah. That is amazing. That is so, that's a cool story. And especially if you guys do have kids, just to be able to say like, look at our legacy of our last name. Like you, it may have stopped with your mom, but maybe you guys can carry it on now. So yeah, that's well, so cool. Yeah, because we, she only had girls. So there's, I think there's yeah. only one, there is, there's only one, one boy in our family. So I don't know. There's hope we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> My wife will be so thrilled. <laughs> That would be so awesome, especially because I think that's a great duo, a girl and a boy. Like you get your both the best worlds, right? We'll see. <laughs> I yeah. had a, like I had again, a who's having this baby? Yeah, right. But she never <laughs> lets me. She never lets me forget it that she wants one. So I, it's so it's thinking about like a baby with her face. How could I not want that? obviously oh you are so in love it is so cute I love it I love love it well I wanted to say thank you so so much yeah (laughs) I see that I see that (laughs) 
but thank you so much. I so appreciate you telling everybody your story. And definitely, I want to give a shout out to your um, side gig. So tell us where we can find you, what it's called and all of the good things. Yeah, for sure. So it is called Maximize Lifestyle Management. I am a lifestyle manager for anybody and everybody. This like personal assistants are only for the rich and famous. No, we all need help. So I'm here. <laughs> I help people every day do laundry and organize and pay their bills and automate their bills and just adult in general. So it is very proudly yes. now my full-time job. It has kept me successful and I love my group of people that I work with every week. I show up just like a cleaning lady does. Um, I'm there almost every week and either I'll stay busy just trying to put life back together or we have like a project that we're working on specifically goals that we're trying to achieve um or otherwise just adulting so we all need help yes and asking somebody yes, else do. to like do the things you don't want to do amazing love it delegate amazing call me yes yeah <laughs> Thank you so much for being on my podcast. I cannot tell you how much fun this was. And um, I can't wait for all of you guys to hear it. And don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share all of the good things. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much.